This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, and what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to another episode of Cancel Sweezy. Welcome back to Cancel Sweezy. As you may know, I'm Sweezy, or some of you probably know me better as the Foreplay King, but however you see me, uh, see me as for who I am. Like I see you for who you are. Happy Black History Month, everyone. Ooh, bitch, get out of my fucking way. It's Black History Month. I want to dedicate this Black History Month to to all the to all the white ladies who who annoy black people. Those types of white ladies. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe ones that like you know black guys are existing somewhere, and uh, and you know some people are upset about that. Uh, it's a it's a real it's a real problem apparently. Uh, you know, like a, a black person jet out of park. Like, their kids are there, you know, it's like, I gotta call the police, this guy's here, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I had a cool thought, but it, did it just escape me? About white women, oh, oh no, here's a thought I had, it's like, is it, are you, are we in a bad neighborhood, or is it just a neighborhood with black people who just exist, okay? I feel like, Someone will say, this is a bad neighborhood, and it's just black people existing, and I don't think that's a bad neighborhood. Uh, a bad neighborhood is when you walk on the street and get stabbed. That's a bad neighborhood to me. So, uh, things are tricky, but uh, happy Black History Month, everyone. Ooh, bitch, get out of my fucking way. It's Black History Month. Uh, anyways, though, you're still listening to Cancel Sweezy. The only podcast that'll keep you my dirty little secret. Dirty little secret. Don't tell anyone or you'll be just another reject. Dirty little secret. Who has to know? Uh, anyways, but listening to, uh, so I guess, uh, when, so my dad loved Sirius XM. Uh, if those of you don't know, if you're new to the show, I'm sorry I said welcome back, but, uh, I also want to say, uh, my dad died last year, last April. We're coming up on one year soon. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a wild ride. And uh, so he likes Sirius XM, and so he wanted to get a better deal on it than I guess the monthly price was. So 
Uh, I guess he paid for so much of it in advance. Like, you know, uh, you know, this is the type of guy you get. Anyways, though. So, you know, in the van, my mom drives like it has Sirius XM, too, which is wasted on her because she she goes between two stations, the Christian, the Sirius XM Christian radio station and the local Christian radio station. She just flips between the two. Uh, it is very much wasted on her. But my dad, my dad uses it a lot. So he, he loved it. I'm like, yeah, that's a good investment, you know. Like, he wasn't really into Spotify or Apple Music or anything else, you know. Like, it was hard to get him to, you know, he was, he never really got into that. I guess he tried Spotify, but I guess, you know, he's from the time where you just, you know, you just listen to the radio uh, and uh, you go from there. So, so he liked Sirius XM because it was like, if you like listening to the, if you just like going through channels on the radio, Sirius XM is great. And Sirius XM is great, you know, a lot of great talk shows and a lot of great stuff. I'm not sponsored by Sirius XM. I just want to say that. But anyways, though, channel 713, it's called The Emo Project. And I am telling y'all right now, there, it's all hits. It is all fucking bangers. And it's like, do, do I remember the song? No, but I know who the band is. So that's really cool and exciting and warm. Uh, I need to, like, get a better fix for the, the green screen, folks, for real, or something to stabilize it or whatever. I better, I could actually get a stand and not jolly rig it like I have been. Uh, that'd be a good investment for me to make in my life. Uh, anyways, though, the emo project on Sirius XM, I'm telling you, if you like emo music, and because sometimes I'm just like, I just want to listen to... Yeah, ever since I just really got back to the Midwest, I was like, I really just want to fucking listen to just some fucking, some angsty shit, you know? It's like, I fucking love that shit. I think that's why I loved Olivia Rodrigo's new album, or album so much, she only has one. Sour, it's just, it's so fucking angsty, and I just fucking, I fucking love that shit. And if, like, you get the right amount of angst in your songs, it's good. That's why, like, new pop-punk bands, like, not new pop bands, but like your old ones writing new music. It's just like the angst is gone. You're like, these are just like a bunch of dads who were popular when we were in high school. Now they're just like dads uh, and stuff like that. Some of them make good music. I think Bowling for Soup still get, makes good music, but like they're dads now. Like if you're wearing shorts on stage and you're not the drummer or Taylor Hawkins, like he rest in peace. Um, there's a good chance that you're a dad band. If you're wearing shorts on stage, you're a dad band. But I love Bowling for Soup. Regardless of it, Emo Project, oh my fucking God, dudes. I'm telling you, has all the hits. It, uh, if I've noticed uh, any, like, strange things with it, they play The Used a lot, which I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm a good fan of that. I like The Used. Uh, they play Death Cab for Cutie a lot, but it seems like a lot of this, like, a same group of songs, I'm not complaining about it. I like the songs. I like Death Cab. They're great. Um, and they'll also play, like, new stuff. They played Edging by Blink-182. They'll play the new Paramore stuff, even though I kind of think that Paramore is, like, Haley Williams wants to write, like, dance music, and she's doing, like... And I've been seeing, like, live footage of her, and I think she's going overboard. Like, she wants to be a dancer and shit like that. And there's no problem with that, but, like, you know, when you have, like, people like Dua Lipa, like, she cannot dance. Like, if you watch those dance moves, it's, like, nothing. It's, like, huh, 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 huh. Uh, better if you're watching. It's better if you're watching that shit. Um, that, like, it's just like that. And it's just, like, weird and stuff like that. And I guess uh, K-pop groups do the same thing. It's not weird. Taylor Swift, like, 
as a musician, brilliant. Uh, as a dancer, not good. I don't know. I don't. It's something about like lady pop stars that I just like want to be dancers, and I don't get it. But I'm I'm not here to get everything. I'm here to complain about everything. That's what you're. That's why you clicked on my dumb fucking face, and you're like, I'm listening to the audio, which you you know you can't check us out on YouTube. Uh, it's like, well, my face is the cover of it. It's cancel Sweezy. You pressed on my face to listen to me cancel myself. Anyways, though, it's just like. I love, I can't wait for a couple years from now and I'm still doing this fucking thing. You know, it's like, I'm 35. Here's something, here's what's wrong. Here's what's wrong with fucking Penelope Cruz. I'm like, shit like that, you know. Like, and, you know, Penelope Cruz has been out of the limelight for a while. So she's she's bound to be doing something wrong. Uh, it just it just has to happen that way. Where am I here from the emo project? Anyways, though, emo project... It's giving me life. It's giving me life right now. Uh, the other ways you can give me life, go check out my music, wherever you stream music. I'm not going to, I've learned that you shouldn't explain every streaming service you're on because I'm like, as someone who, you know, I do more independent stuff, it's like, I guarantee it's going to be on whatever streaming service you're on, just the distributor I use. Like, it's going to be there. Everything else, you know, uh, life life is what you make it, but let's make it right. Follow me on all social medias. I don't have to explain that to you. I'm on all of them. Even if I don't use them, I'm on them. Uh, at the Shweezy. It's like cancel Shweezy, but you put the instead of cancel. Really cool. Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Great way to watch me play video games every Thursday. A lot of fun. Uh, I've been still just... I keep saying I'm going to be done with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, but I'm not. I just keep playing it because I don't play video games much in the week anymore as I want to, and uh, that's the game I always want to pick up and play. I continue playing and shit like that. So we may do more of that. I don't know. You know, I think I'm just playing. I'm going to play games until I get bored or whatever. Uh, I'll just switch games and stuff like that. You know, how how God how God wants me to. What? Uh, so go check me out there. If you have an Amazon Prime account, connect to your Twitch account. You get a free subscribe, uh, quick and short. Following anyone on Twitch is free, but to subscribe to someone is usually $5. But if you have an Amazon Prime account, you get one you know credit to follow someone once a month, and that's basically just taking $5 away from Jeff Bezos. So be that, be cool. And uh, so I like that. Uh, we do have a Patreon page you can donate to to help us out, everything. Make sure you do all the free shit you can do, like subscribing to the channel, especially on YouTube. If you're an audio listener, make sure you're checking out our YouTube page. We're really trying to grow that, you know, at least the audience. We're trying to get more subscribers, get our the numbers looking good uh, and everything. And we post highlights of uh, all the little segments we do, so you can share it with your friends when you're done with it. And, and it's just easier to share a YouTube link to, like, a shortened clip versus, like, telling someone to go on a podcast and go to a time mark. So hopefully that, you know, we're just, we're just trying to infiltrate algorithms, try to be better and uh, uh you know we want to we want natural growth because i've learned there's like not natural growth and marketing and shit like that you're like it's like oh i've gained ten thousand fans but only 13 of them are real that's uh we're exaggerating but regardless though yeah and if you're on the audio platforms make sure you give us a five four three two one star review and uh, oh and write the review too do that shit don't be stingy come on mark don't be stingy anyways though i did actually I purchased legal weed for the first time. I'm in Missouri, for some of you who don't know, helping my mother survive in, in this world, just, you know, helping her out and everything like that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and weed became legal in Missouri in December 2022 after we voted yes on it. Literally, one, uh, I voted because I'm cool and I vote in elections. 
Everyone I voted for did not win, <laughs> except for the weed one. The weed one is the only one I voted for that won, which is good, you know, because, you know, and I still think about it, like, and I think they're, you know, trying to release people with nonviolent, like, weed-related crimes, you know? It's like, oh, this guy had weed on him, uh, who also happens to be black. It's usually it's usually those guys, so that's the reason why I really wanted to vote for it. And also, I just wanted to buy weed. Like, like to be honest with you, I'll just say it. I just wanted to buy weed. So I went to a dispensary, and, you know, I knew a dispensary sold weed. I knew you could get weed there. Depending on the state laws, it could be medicinal, it could be just recreational, it could be fun. Sometimes people with medicinal are also the people who, who would probably rather just have the recreational. So I can buy recreational. Now, I haven't got, I didn't get a card. I didn't want to, like, fucking, and like, you know, I don't fucking know how to waste stuff or something. Like, hey, man, oh, so where are you in today? I just want to get a weed card, man. <laughs> you know, it's like. You know, I don't think that's worth anyone's time, you know, uh, unless you're that kind of doctor. But now I live somewhere that's recreational, so it's like, I'll just fucking go in. But it's weird they, like, scan your ID and shit, like, when you get to the door to make sure you're 21. Like, we got to make sure you're legal. It's like, why? You could get a minor buzz off some weed, marijuana, and shit like that. You know, but it's like, I guess there's, like, a procedure to it or whatever. Because there, I guess there's a law, like, I think in... I think the rule is you have to have, like, three ounces is the rule. Like, if you have more than three ounces, then it's a problem. Which, I don't know how to think about that. I mean, like, I think the real reason is, like, oh, are you, like, doing an underground, like, drug operation? I think that's, the like, the reason for it. But it's also, like, I could just go to a liquor store. Like, just go to any of them. Spend, like... I could spend $2,000 at a liquor store, and the liquor store would be very happy to take my business. I'm just saying. And I could just, like, pull that in my car and leave. But, like, if I'm like, I would like to buy two pounds of weed, nah, that's good law, man. I don't know. So, so there, we, there's some weird shit going on here. Uh, but anyways, though, like, I went in. It's like going into a jewelry store so I could, like, get weed. And, uh, and you know, and I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking going in. I'm just like... Oh boy, oh boy, I'm buying some marijuana legally now. I'm a good citizen of the United States, helping our paying, putting extra money into our taxes. And uh, I don't know why I thought that I could just look around the store and I'm uh, like, ooh, look at that plant. You know, I don't, like fucking, I, you know. Um, so I didn't know why I thought that, but I did think, um, for, the, for what I thought, like you go to a, you go to like a desk and you're looking at an iPad, looking to order shit and stuff like that. And you, there's a guy there, could be a woman, but I had a guy. We don't. I don't think we have the hot. Well, I don't think we have the hot ones where I live. Um, you know, I'm just like I'm just here to help you, man. And uh, so you know, it's like I didn't have a lot of money on me, so I just bought like a joint. They're like, you can get another joint for a penny. It just just guys say yes. I'm like, all right, so I can a second joint for you. That it was an okay joint. I, I already finished it. I have another one. I'm I smoked before the show. Something like that I might smoke in between breaks too, so uh I identify as a fucking threat. Identify as a threat when you smoke weed. So uh better shut the fuck up around me. Anyways though. Uh you know, I feel like cancel Sweezy episodes, they're kind of in in the realm. It's it's like what's the theme of the episode? I think it's more of like what did I consume for the episodes? I think there were a couple. Had to be near the beginning when the Schwedcast was still on air. Because I remember being able to buy CBD gummies, and I would take those before I like interviewed people, 
and it helped a lot. And it was like, you're just like, you're just kind of, it just made me like more relaxed. And we're like, all right, what's going on? You, you ever sold feet pics before? <laughs> I don't know how I used to interview people. Uh, I could, I could, I still want to, I need to interview people. All right, everyone tell me, do you want interviews to come back to a sweezy related podcast? Because I may like to do that. But I'm not in Nashville right now, so it's kind of, it's a lot of Zoom. Do you guys care about Zoom conversations? I can fix it as much as I can. Anyways, though. Nevertheless, though, he persists. Let's get into the news. I've been rambling on a little too much. But uh, anyways, though, previous week right now, we're going over last week right now. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, you know, uh, some of you are confused. I know. But uh, we're going we're gonna to continue on. Um, anyways, though. Uh, our first article, um, anyways, though, we got to move into our new segment for the first article. It's called... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. That's right, folks. We're going over whatever the fuck Garth, Garth Brooks has been doing recently. All right, so this, this article is from Ticket News, and you're like, man, I just wish there was a website for, like, news about buying tickets to shows and shit like that. Well, I have you not. They're, they're a real article, and they really actually wrote something, uh... Should I be using this as a good source? No. Anyways, though, here's what I'm going to read it now. Uh, Garth Brooks, the country star who has been selling out venues and making millions of dollars for a generation, has come out in support of Live Nation Entertainment and Ticketmaster in the wake of last week's blistering antitrust hearing at the U.S. Senate. The singer defended the company against the seemingly unanimous... It is unanimous. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking stupid. Uh, judgment by those involved in the hearing that its business practices are designed to box out competition in support of its vertical integration, instead blaming ticket scalpers for the woes that consumers face. Brooks let this thought be known in an open letter to Congress that was attached to testimonies from Live Nation as a part of the hearing. It supports the theory pushed by President and CFO Joe Birchtold, who pinned blame for the industry woes on bots and ticket resale rather than it being too big to care. As FTC Chair Lena Khan put it while speaking on a panel in the wake of Taylor Swift's mess that landed Birchtold in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee last week. As you work with a company that, oh no, sorry, we gotta go to the Garth Brooks voice. As you work with a company, that company becomes individual people. Brooks wrote, "What I witnessed was a true concern and care for ticket buyers as each on sale was enacted. Any program will shut down, freeze." Too much demand is put on the system. He continued later in the letter, We learned this a few times, and when it happens, there are some things that are not in your control. But how you respond to anything is always in your control. Ticketmaster has responded in an inappropriate way for all of our situations. Ticket prices were specifically referenced by Brooks in his letter, which is interesting given his subsequent call to make open market consumer ticket resales against the law. High ticket prices, he explained, are always going to be an issue and at residencies and smaller venues because of the smaller ability to spread the price demand by the artists and subsequent percentage going to their management and the ticketing vendor out across the number of seats sold at a larger venue. So... Yeah, this is a very interesting topic. But first of all, nothing, nothing here. But you know, I'm just I always read the Garth News. I'm just like, what clues is he leaving us? What? What clues is he leaving us to where the bodies are 
and honestly, I'm gonna make an, I'm gonna make a big guess here about Garth. I'm just gonna make a big guess about Garth Brooks and the fact that where are the bodies, Garth? Um, he digested them. I mean, he may have fed pigs the bones. He may may have figured out a good way to get rid of the bones. I know dental records. Apparently, dental records are a big one. But to be honest with you, where are the bodies, Garth? He ate them. That's where the bodies are, Garth. Um, they're they've been digested. It's poo. In a, in a septic tank somewhere. That's where the bodies are. It's poo in a septic tank. Which fucking Jesus Christ. But anyways, though, he was like a big... Like, he was a big proponent on making scalpers illegal. And I guess Ticketmaster got to him and be like, hey, we don't like that, you know? And here's, you know, and like scalping's illegal. Okay, like you think about that, like the idea of like, okay, being a scalper, that is illegal. So like... These got these bots or whatever that buy up like a hundred tickets, you know, and just you know use that money, and then they make it back by the resales, you know. Uh, they bought a hundred tickets, and uh, they're stuck with those hundred tickets. They can't uh, make money back from those tickets. Um, regardless, I think scalping probably would still like happen. You know, it's you know following the gun law debate of uh, if you make guns illegal, just criminals are going to have them now. I'm like okay. I'm, okay, I don't know why I'm going with that, but yeah, scalping's still gonna happen. Uh, I think it's just pretty easy. You're just like that, and you just pay with cash and shit like that. It's gonna be old school, like you know, it was back in the day, because it had it would all have to be physical, uh, tangible thing, like you'd pay with cash and shit like that. So that's a thing, though. So, but yeah, but what's stopping? But I think I think we're all we all know. What's stopping Ticketmaster from being the scalper? That's a good question. Good question for all of us to have. A good question for this family. It's a good question for the yes. Good. It's a good question for the for the Schwoke Lords. All we all want to know. Like, why am I paying this much? And then I don't know. Garth does the you know Billy Joel. I remember reading articles like. Billy Joel doesn't sell tickets for like the like the couple front rows. Like what they do is like they send someone in like the nosebleeds and be like y'all want to sit in the front. They're like yeah, which like would totally lead me into an argument. I'm like, okay, fellas, we have to buy the nosebleeds because some guy who works for Billy Joel is going to send us up front, and that's why we got to do it. So wouldn't that in in that essence make the those back seats worse, you know, or whatever, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a guy with a podcast. Um, and apparently Garth does it too. And then he's like, I don't never sell those tickets. I'm like, you copied Billy Joel. He was in your documentary. He looked, he was crying the whole time and it was not a reason to cry. Like the only people who cried in that fucking the road I'm on with Garth Brooks, the only people who cried were Garth Brooks because he fucking cries about everything and fucking Billy Joel and Billy Joel looks like he just like, like he's just like once he's on the rough, I'm like, okay, I'll say nice things about him. Just please don't hurt me anymore. It was like looking, looking like he was injured. Uh, anyways, though, um, anyways, though, we got to get rid of scalpers. And if the scalpers are, I, I agree with Garth from a long time ago, who's like, you know, these scalp scalping has to be illegal. And I agree about that. But the problem is, I think the scalpers are also Ticketmaster. So, uh, you know feel like a woman, a real woman. Like, I don't, fuck. Let's go full throttle. There we go. Let's end it like that. 
Alright, uh, so if you've known anything about the news, you've, you've seen something in relation to this. I didn't want to cover this, but uh, I decided to after reading this. The, after reading this, I think this was the this was the icing on the cake, and like icing is one of the best parts of the cake, unless it's shitty icing. Then don't don't bake a cake. That's how you do it. Um, from our friends over at Newsweek, meaning we have no connection, police beg locals to refrain from taking pot shots at Chinese spy balloon. North Carolina police are arguing residents to refrain from aiming their guns into the sky to take pot shots at a Chinese spy balloon that may be headed their way. President Joe Biden faced Republican backlash after deciding on the advice of military leaders against shooting down the high-altitude surveillance balloon when it was spotted over Montana earlier this week. A number of the same Republicans have since encouraged citizens to take the matter into their own hands by shooting at the balloon themselves. Police in Gastonia, about 20 miles from Charlotte, begged locals in a Facebook post on Friday to avoid firing their guns into the air in hopes of shooting down the balloon, which a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration model predicted could be in the area on Saturday morning. Officials also urge residents to not bother contacting them if they do not do spot the balloon, explaining that they do not have the capacity to respond to an object that is believed to be around 60,000 feet in the air. If the now infamous Chinese weather balloon makes it its way over Gastonia, please don't call the police to report it, the Facebook post said. We don't have the capability to respond to an altitude of 60k feet in feet to check it out. We are pretty sure the feds would want us to stay out of it. And finally, please don't take pot shots at it with your handguns in an attempt to bring it down on your own. I continue, experts say it's unlikely the massive spy balloon could be brought down by a person firing a gun from the ground, even if they did somehow manage to hit it. Kevin Massey, U.S. Air Force major, wrote in a 2009 research paper that the objects are difficult to detect and, if hit, do not immediately descend. He also noted the puncture holes do not cause the balloons to deflate or go up in flames, instead only causing slow leaks and slow descent. Massey's paper pointed out that a 100-meter weather balloon remained afloat for six days after being shot with a 1,000 rounds by Canadian F-18 fighter jets in 1998. Uh, in addition to likely having no real impact, aiming a gun into the air and firing at a faraway object like the balloon poses several obvious dangers, including potentially hitting unintended targets or people. Yeah, so... I don't know a lot about guns. I, I will say that. Um, I don't know a lot about guns. Uh, funny enough, conversation was, since weed got legal in Missouri, uh, a friend, I was like, maybe I should just get, like, if I need more weed, I'll, I'll get him a medical card or whatever, you know, to get, and you're like, well, you're not going to be able to carry a handgun. I'm like, already, already don't. Well, you might not be able to own one. Already don't. Uh, <laughs> you're like, well, you can't continue to carry I'm like, already don't, you know. Like, just, just kill me if you're going to fucking kill me, dude. Um... So it's like that. So, you know, it's like, ugh, it's like I, I'm not a gun guy. Um, but I do know, I don't, I don't know what gun you use, fucking sniper rifle or whatever, whatever fucking shit you want to, want to use. Um, fucking shooting your gun at it. It's not going to do shit. You're, you're honestly going to cause more harm than, uh, like cause more harm than like helping out fucking, uh, this is the, this is the reason this is the reason why the United States has such a big military budget for shit like this, you know? Uh, people are like, are, well, and I think the Republicans are like, you know, Joe Biden 
Joe Biden didn't take immediate action to get rid of it. And I'm like, well, here's the thing uh, why Joe Biden didn't do it. Uh, Joe Biden, first of all, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he, he is who he is. Uh, but who he is not is, um, who I would call a scientist who, who would tell you that if just a bunch of random people shot down a military balloon, first of all, he'd probably miss, you know, he'd probably just miss it. If he did hit it, it, it would do nothing. It would just slow you. You know how you have a slow, a leak in your car tire, you know, when you drive on shitty roads, specifically in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, these are the places that, uh, yeah, this, uh, you know, the slow leak, it's going to be just like that. So it just, it just does nothing. I just love like, and then a bunch of fucking Republican people. I know like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump Jr. or whatever, that, that fuck face. Like how are all the, first of all, I'm still wondering how all the guys in that family look like toes and then Ivanka and the other one that's not in the spotlight. I don't know. And not the little one is he might not be a little anymore. Uh, for Baron or whatever. Like, I'm not talking about him. Tiffany, that's her name. She's hot. Ivanka's hot. What, what's going on? What's going on with the fucking men in that family? You know, like, they all look like fucking toe fungus. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, luckily, I do know I recorded, I'm recording this Monday, February 6th. And I can tell you that uh, in that time, uh, the balloon has been taken down. Uh, also, people didn't read, no, like, they could have had, like, dangerous gases or, like, anthrax or something else in the balloon. Shooting at that could just cause more harm. So, uh, the professionals took care of it. Uh, and if we were, like, it made it all the way from Montana to South Carolina and it's still, and I'm like, fucking, you, you didn't, you didn't, you barely passed. If you graduated high school, you barely did. Like, people... People who are like, I could have shot it down, do not, do not have good grades in science, did not, are not, like, in college, did not go to college. If they did go to college, they didn't pass that science class, they think, like, I was just fucking shoot that, fucking shit down, like, shut the fuck up, you fucking bitch. I identify as a fucking threat. Last article we got today uh, from CNN. Always a trusted news source from all my, from all my Republican, all my Republican friends are like, I fucking love CNN. It's all I watch. I'm like, cool, man. Uh, Massachusetts police on the hunt for 200 pound stolen Shrek statue. Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Shrek is dot, dot, dot. Missing. What'd you say? I'm gonna start that over. Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Shrek is missing? <laughs> Police in Hatfield, Massachusetts have launched a search for a 200 pound statue of the cinema ogre after it was reported missing from its home. The Hatfield Police Department posted on alert about the absent ogre on Facebook on Wednesday. They included a photo of the fluorescent green cement statue clad in Shrek's iconic vest. 
If you have any information of his current whereabouts, please reach out to our department or return him in the condition you found him, the department said. The Hatfield Police Department did not immediately respond to a request for comment from CNN. And the Swamp President is already being missed. According to police, the dragon sculpture he lives with is frustrated and lonely, the department said in the Facebook post. Shrek, a green antisocial and territorial ogre, is the titular character of the 2001 DreamWorks film, the movie, which parody other fairy tales has had an enduring legacy and spawned multiple sequels and spinoffs. And like right when the new Puss in Boots movie released, I think you can I think you can rent it now. I don't think people rent movies. My mom used to, and then I taught her how to use fucking. Uh, and then we just learned that if it's not available on any streaming service that I already pay for, we can't watch it. But I can figure it out if we need to. We we return to here uh, of the missing. First of all, just don't fucking. If someone has cool Shrek shit, and like, I know your first reaction is like, I gotta buy, I gotta steal this shit. I need it. I need this shit. I need to steal it. But what I can tell you is, I can I can tell you immediately. If you would Shrek, would you let Shrek do that to you? And it's so, you know, and it's so sad. So. Uh, for those of you who are not a Shrek fan, I fucking love Shrek. I'm telling you, way before the Shrek is a love Shrek is life, fucking love the movie. When I got the VHS for Christmas 2001. It was, it was a cool year. September 11th happened. I lived in the middle of Kansas. I lived nowhere, Kansas. And then we went to nowhere, Missouri. Christmas and my Aunt Betsy. She gave me Shrek. She gave me Shrek on VHS. And uh, I think I, I think I, I don't know why I counted. Could be a little touch of the tism. But... Uh, I watched it for 45 days straight. I fucking love the movie Shrek. And that wasn't the first time I saw it, too, when I got the VHS. It was by someone else, and I love the dance. Like, I love the song thing at the end of it, stuff like that. I'm like, I need this, and I got it for Christmas. I'm like, yes. And uh, I've been a Shrek fan ever since. I actually, my brother got me a Shrek shirt, and I was like, where the fuck do you get this shit? And he's like, Target. I'm like, honestly, that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, makes a lot of sense for here, folks. But anyways, though. If you had a Shrek statue, would you want someone to steal it from you? The answer is no. So whoever stole this Shrek statue, please return it immediately. Uh, we would all really like that. And I really like that. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, 
you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's time for another segment of uh, WikiHow articles. Uh, I don't know if, do I have, I don't think I have a good name for it, but uh it's a uh, WikiHow is a website. Most of you, if you've ever had to do anything, if you've ever done anything, like I know there's some people, like I guarantee my mom's never looked at a WikiHow article. Uh, she doesn't do anything. Uh, I do everything, and I've then I have to ask the question, how? And WikiHow has one goal: it is the how in everything we do. They want to know the answer to how, and in their quest to find the answer to how you have to answer the hows to the nonsense out there. Uh, that that's wiki how, uh, for those of you who didn't know what wiki how is, uh, that's, that's it. Um, so today I wanted to go to an article, uh, on wiki how that is called, um, how to flirt through instant messaging. Uh, I should have everything up here. If I don't, uh, the snap means it comes on. Uh, so, so it's called how to flirt through instant messaging. And, you know, I've never thought anything about like the authors of this shit. Uh, but then I see it's a co-author by Cole, Connell Barrett. Um, guess his right. His name is Connell Barrett. He is white. Uh, and it says, co-authored by Connell Barrett, dating coach. So I just thought this was just someone just like, just go like Googled a bunch of shit and made the WikiHow article. We, a certified expert has done this. I'm not going to go on his face because everything's recording right now. Anyways, though, you're messaging back and forth with your crush and want to show them you're interested in a flirty, playful way. But what should you say? Flirting through instant chat is actually easier than you might think, but there are some things you'll want to avoid. To help you out, we put together the ultimate guide to flirting through instant messaging, including flirting do's and don'ts you'll want to keep in mind the next time you're messaging your crush. So, I am single and... I'm almost 30, so I think I'm getting to the point where I need to, I need to make children soon, probably. I'm probably at that point uh, in life. So anyways, though, uh, let's learn how to flirt through instant messaging. I think a text message, an iMessage also works. 
uh, in the process of how you it, you could probably probably can just call it text or something. Part one: flirting dues. Uh, starting the conversation casually, as in the real world, the first step to flirting is to get over your cold feet and jump right in. Text the other person a brief message asking them a about their day, asking them a specific question about work or school, or simply saying hi. The hardest part of flirting is to break through the initial reluctance, so if you're having a hard time taking the plunge, just remind yourself that no matter how badly it goes, it'll be less stressful than an equivalent real-world encounter. There's no reason to be nervous when it comes to I am flirting if the person you want to talk to doesn't want to talk to you, uh, S slash he always has the option of simply not responding to your message. As from your point of view, this is a distinguishable from him or her simply being away from the computer. This being said, if you barely know someone, it can be a good idea to have an excuse for starting a conversation to avoid awkwardness. Asking for help with a work or school-related problem is almost always a good bet, as is asking a question about something striking about the person. For instance, if the person has a band-related username, you might say, Hey, cool name. Did you see the guys when they came to town? Last came to town? I mean, I've done this shit. Um, instant messaging. How old are we talking about like AOL Messenger? Because AOL was right before my time. About 90% of my friends had MSN. I'm an MSN Messenger baby. That's who I am. I'm an MSN Messenger baby. So I wasn't into the you got mail generation. That's is that Gen X? Is that still millenn? Because I'm a young millennial, so it could still be us millennials there. But hey, well, you got mail. That was never part of my my generation. I also lived in a small town in Kansas, so there's also a good chance I didn't get anything. But I was a MSN messenger kid. Uh, that's what I look. I remember there's that one person that's like message me on Yahoo. So you had like Yahoo, and it was like if you if there's like a girl who was on Yahoo, but like it was always like one or two people who were on Yahoo. Those people. If you're a Yahoo kid, you got to let us know uh, and everything. But uh, yeah, uh, if I feel like I'm going to be a little melodramatic uh, when I come to this, but it's like, that's a great conversation. Sorry, you know, talk about like a question or whatever, you know, or whatever, just random. Like, that's a good way to break the ice. But the problem is they also kind of have to be into you, too. If they're not interested in you, they're not going to be fucking dealing with this shit. Okay, that's I mean, that's that's women. Men, I don't know. Men men will text you when they're horny. That's when they'll text you, ladies. Uh, they'll text you when they're horny. All right, looks like we got a message from... It says it's from fucking Drake. I wonder what Drake has to say. Oh, he says, If you like those guys, you might want to check out this band called Manic Albatross. They're like the Beatles, only darker. What sort of other bands do you like? Can we, can we talk about this for a second? Um... Manic Albatross. If you told me a band's name was Manic Albatross, I'm not listening. I'm like, I'm not listening to that name. Like, I hear about, like, local fucking rappers, and I'm like, I'm not going to remember their name on purpose. Like, I'm going to put an effort in to try and forget their name. So I always have to ask it because that's how much I respect those guys. And uh, if there was a band called Manic Albatross, first of all, I'm not going to listen to you. Second, if you say... They're like the Beatles, only darker. That's another fucking red flag right there. They're like a dark Beatles. I'm like, shut the fuck up. 
Uh, I like the Beatles and everything, but when people are like trying to make after Pretty Odd by Panic at the Disco, I don't want to listen to anyone describe their music as kind of kind of like the Beatles. I'm like, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you talk. Okay. All right, this number two, we're just talking about a picture. Small talk. Uh, start small talk. After your initial greeting and exchange of pleasantries, you'll probably want to ask how the person's doing, just like you might in the real world. Ask him or her about work or school, his slash her interests, or any re- recent trips, for instance, rather than asking a question. You can also simply offer your comments on these things when S slash he responds, add your own comment or ask follow-up questions and proceed from there. Don't pry into his or her personal life. Keep things light, fun, and focused on worry-free subjects. Don't dwell on too long on small tasks. Talk on a minute or two is great, but breaking the ice, but much more can get boring fast. For example, after we've opened up about asking this person's interest in the band in in his slash her username, it's logical and reasonable to ask about this person's musical likes and dislikes. You can even offer your own opinions and suggestions. For instance, you might say something like, if you like those guys, you might want to check out the band called Manic Albatross. They're like the Beatles, only darker. What sorts of other bands do you like? Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm a guy, like, people know me as, like, a music guy, and, like, I like music and shit like that. But, like, when it comes to listening music, I thought, at a moment, maybe I could be one of those music critique guys like uh, Anthony Santana. Anthony Santano? I'm trying not to say Andrew Santino, but Anthony Fantano. I, I got his name wrong. I'm sorry, Anthony. Uh, the Needle Drop. I know your. I know your show. Uh, good, but I'm like, do I want to be that guy? And I'm like, he's he's a cool guy. He seems fine. He doesn't seem like completely. He doesn't seem bald enough to be shaving his head bald, but like he's bald. Uh, and, you know, like his show, he's very good at reviewing albums. Like, I don't want to listen to albums. I don't want Like, I get into a couple songs, and I'm like, this album sucks, you know. And uh, I, I do that. Like, I think 2021, I had to listen to fucking Adele's album. I had to listen to the new Bleachers album, the new Ed Sheeran album, and I hated every second of those albums. And it's sad because I like those artists, and it's kind of annoying. So don't do the band thing. I, this It's like an example you think will work, but it's it's not. It won't work, unless you're me. Especially if you're me, then it won't work. Um, but yeah, no, try to talk similar interests. And uh, I'm a big believer in, uh, we all like, we all really like to talk about ourselves. And I, I feel like everyone's kind of a narcissist to an extent where there is a line and, uh, once you pass that line, it's you're a narcissist. But like, I think, but everyone wants to talk about themselves. So uh, try to talk about it. So it's like talking about themselves, but not getting too personal. Some people don't mind, but don't get too personal. Like, you'll be very likable by people. That's very impressive. I saw a fucking dying liver. I don't want to see that shit. Four signs of a dying liver. Write these down. I'm like, I don't want to see that. Wiki how? I don't want to see that shit. Uh, this couple, this couple also fucking just has jaundice. If you're watching the show, this couple has jaundice. Uh, three, joke. Everyone likes a good sense of humor. In the immortal world, words of Marilyn Monroe, if you can make a woman laugh, you can make her do anything. Don't worry, ladies. The same is true for men. Try to be playful and even slightly sarcastic at your response to the statements of the person you're talking to. For instance, if you asked what you're up to rather than saying looking for people to hit up on Facebook, you don't want to find a better idea or give a sarcastic answer like writing the great American novel or drowning my sorrows. These responses have the added benefit of blah, 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 in our example conversation. Yeah, just be funny. Okay, so this is good. 
This is really good to an extent. Um, the problem I have is I might be autistic, and uh, my what people find funny about me and what I decide to make jokes about might be a problem. With that but I don't know. No, the humor, the humor will get ladies. Like I like usually the music thing gets them. Like the music, like oh you play guitar. And then I'm getting to thirty. Like girls aren't aren't as impressed in that as they used to be. Uh, you're you're in a band. Um, so, like. But uh, we talk about, yeah, good sense of humor like that. That'll take you a long way. A, a good sense of humor. You can't, it, it's fun. The problem is you got to find the girls with the dark, the, the good. The problem is actually finding a person with a good sense of humor because I've met, I'm funny. I, I know I'm funny. But uh, you meet some women and they do not have a sense of humor. And it's like some adult person Whip that out of you, and we're like, well, women don't like funny things and shit like that. I'm like, that's that's fucking rough. I don't like that. But yeah, no good sense of humor is good. Oh, Drake's back again. I'm not gonna read it because it's probably in uh, number four. Tease playfully when you've established a good r- rapport with the person you're talking to. It's a good idea to up the ante by getting in a good tease or two as you do so, maintain a playful air to keep the atmosphere light. As a good general rule, the better you know this person, the sharper your teasing can be. That is very true. Um, I have a problem where I will just roast a person's very existence. And it's like, oh, I really, and they're like, dude, what the fuck did you say to that guy? I'm like, oh, I really love that guy. He's really cool. Shit like that. Uh, that's not, yeah. So anyways, though, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be gentle on that. You can't go full shweezy. Full shweezy will not get you to a place you want to be on this. So you don't want to go full shweezy. Uh, you got to be very playful and very, very light. Um, part of me just feels like I'm just making, uh, tell, talking to myself at this point. That's honestly what this pod, this podcast is I'm saying shit and no one's talking back to me. So I can just keep talking. That's like the dream of this show. So anyways, though, tease playfully. That's, that's cool. Um, this, this fucking guy sending emojis use cheeky emoticons. One of the handy things about flirting via IM services with emoticons, as opposed to via purely text-based channels like email is that it's possible to make the int- intended emotion behind your words explicitly clear. If you're flirting, you'll want to rely fairly heavily on the winking and tongue suck out emoticons that nearly all IM services have built in. Come to your flirtatious teasing remarks with these types of emoticons to make your intent obvious yet platable. That is good because if you think something's not gonna not gonna pass on someone's you know mental mind over text message it's not gonna be good uh usually i like to go on facebook and just comment the most nonsense things like your vaccines impose on my rights to like good friends who are posting about like true vaccines and then like someone come in the comments and like I'm like, I'll just say something. It sounds ridiculous. Like, it's a legit ridiculous thing. And someone's trying to mind me. So I'll send, like, an emoji or a fucking dumb meme back. It's usually that caterpillar from Bugs Life. Like, it's usually that one. And then people still find I'm like, buddy, at this point, you know I'm just goofing around. You need to, you need to calm down. So emoticons are good just to, like, you know, if you are really wanting to make it go across that it's a joke, uh, that's the one you want to do. Um, so... Uh, f- number six, if you're getting a good response, heat things up for conversation. person seems to re- 
Reacting to the good humor to your jokes and teasing, you may want to make the transition to more intimate territory. Do this gently. Don't go from lighthearted teasing into full-on come-on mode. Instead, make subtle innuendos implying things. Don't outright state them. This is called being smooth. Uh... Uh, and it's a valuable skill sought by many, both online and in the real world. I don't know. See, I'm, I'm I'm a grown man, so for me, when I think about uh, good response, heating things up, I don't like doing that over text or messaging like that. Uh, I'm a grown man. So that shit needs to go to let's meet up real quick. And if things are that good... You you figure out the next available day for both of you, and uh, you figure that shit out, as I would like to say. You figure that shit out. I just went to my home screen. Sorry, fellas. Um, it's still this Drake guy. If you're being getting a bad response, back off. Flirting with people anywhere means... Dealing with the possibility of rejection online, where communication is cheap and impersonal, the possibility is a very real one indeed. If the person you're flirting with doesn't seem to be reciprocating, cut your losses and exit the conversation gracefully. For instance, you might try saying things that you're something you need to work, need to do, homework or job-related activities work well as excuses, or that you need to go to sleep. The exact excuse you use to exit the conversation isn't important. What is important is that you respect the wishes of the person you're flirting with to avoid dragging out a needlessly embarrassing exchange. You know, I hate this, you know, because, like, every romantic comedy ever has told you you gotta pursue her, you gotta pursue her and pursue her, but then this is re the real world. Uh, she's not really responding to you, she's not really trying... Uh, you gotta back off because she's not into you, and like, and it's it's weird because in the back of your own, like, oh, I'll prove to her, and like, I don't think there's a good way to prove to her. She's just a dumb bitch. That's what I'm gonna tell tell you, fellas. Uh, she's not, she doesn't see you for who you are. She is just a dumb bitch. And for the ladies, you did not hear me say that at all. This one's long. By the person, be the person to end the conversation. Go referring online in real life is to end any kind of by leaving the other person wanting more. Uh, in the world of I am flirting, this means that you should shoot a quick goodbye message before the conversation starts to go stale. This way, the person you've been I aming will with will have a only will have only fun, positive memories of the encounter, not awkward memories of struggling to find something to say as the conversation goes on and on. Very cool. I like that. Uh, or part two, finally, uh, flirting don'ts. Don't be too self-deprecating. I don't even read. I don't. I'm not even gonna read this. I know this is true. I I went too hard at one point on the self-deprecating. I went way too hard at one point, and it was bad. Uh, now I'm just better than all of you. So y'all know this. I'm not even reading it. Uh, don't be too sappy. Uh, yeah, you know. I'm just. I'm not even gonna read these fucking. I already know. It's like. You can't be, you can't be too, you can't want someone too much, and, like, you, you can't be too mean, you gotta be somewhere in the middle, and it's like, I just wanna be myself, you know? I do get annoyed with that, it's like, you can't, you can't act like you care about her, I'm like, you know, but I do care about her, but don't let her know that, I'm like, you know, I feel like a normal woman would appreciate that, you know, that's, that's a weird thing for me, so, the whole sappy shit, you know? Uh, don't be too clean. That's also one thing. Uh, 
I think the thing with being clingy is it's not it's not bad to like a bitch. You know, it's not bad to like her. Uh, we get to the point where it's like she shouldn't be your. You should have like your. Make sure you have your own thing going on first, fellas. I want that to be fellas. First thing you have going on is yourself thing, and your build your kingdoms. You know. And then after that, find a bitch, you know, like that. That's why you see all these fucking old guys with 22-year-old girlfriends. Like, the 22-year-olds will always be there, fellas. Uh, But your kingdom may not be, so build your kingdoms. That sounds like a fucking, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Don't, don't, don't fucking quote me on this shit. Someone tries to use me out of context. I'm gonna show them the context. That's how I'm gonna fight back. Uh, Fight with, fight back with context. Don't be vulgar. Different people have different attitudes towards when it's appropriate to use dirty language, potty humor, sexual reference, and so on. Respect the difference online when bad language, violence, humor, and sex, all the food clicks away. It's forget. Okay, so this is like, honestly, though, like, I mean, I have a vulgar sense of humor. I laugh. I watch people, like, who were working in a factory, and they their bodies got stuck in the machines and they literally died and I kinda laughed. I need, you know, I need someone to at least keep up with that, you know. Like every relationship has like fucking pros and cons. But the important thing is I think sense of humor is a good thing. Uh both you both hating the same things are, are the most important things. Sense of humor and both hating the same things. So that's that's very important. So, yeah, if, she, if she's not into that, you need to find a new one because she's not fun. That's that's a big answer. And that's it. No, we finished it. Uh, I can end it here. And it's gone from the screen. So don't be stingy, fellas. Move, bitch, get out of my fucking way. It's Black History Month. All right, so I watched uh, a movie that did not come out in Black History Month, nor do I think as a black character in the movie. <laughs> So we're going to talk about the fucking, we're going to talk about this movie. Uh, so this movie is The Menu. Now, I this was actually prepared for last week's episode. But I went too long about Glee, and the people were like, your podcasts are like an hour, 45 minutes, hour and a half, sometimes close to two hours. I'm like, look, we do three sections, we aim for 30 minutes, sometimes go longer. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, and you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to your movie review. Uh, your 30 minute long movie review. I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. The actual movie, it's a lot longer than that. And first of all, uh, you can pause podcasts. That's also, that's also another, another thing you can do. You can pause it and come back to it later. I expect people to listen to this show or watch this show and get to a point where they're like, Oh, I need to, uh, pause whatever I'm doing and, uh, move on to something else. So, uh, now that we're this, we're going to talk about a movie I watched two weeks ago, uh, called The Menu. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's on HBO Max, which HBO Max is short for Home Box Office Maximum. That is, I mean, to be honest with you, they may, they may just call it HBO Max, and like, it's not short, but HBO stands for Home Box Office, and Max is short for Maximum, and so... I'm right, and you're wrong. But anyway, so if you haven't seen the fucking menu, uh, just just hit that, hit the fast forward button, hit the ten second one button, 
to get to the end until you start uh, hearing what's the fucking ad we have at this point. Oh, it's a uh, drizzly. Wait till you hear me talk about drizzly because you're not going to want to get this uh, spoiled for you. But anyways, so this takes place at like a fancy restaurant. Like, so many takes place at a fancy restaurant and it's one of those restaurants that I know I fucking hate. You know, it's just a, it's, I know I would fucking hate this place. First of all, I'm kind of trash and because I know I'm trash, I can be free. And, uh, knowing that like people are like, I don't want to go to Applebee's. I'm like, I will eat Applebee's. I'm like, I am not above eating Applebee's. Now, if I want to treat myself, I'm probably not going to Applebee's. You know, I I know who I am, but I don't think Applebee's is fancy. Uh, I don't think Olive Garden is fancy. Uh, Everyone in my family probably does think Olive Garden is a fancy restaurant. I don't. And uh, that's because I'm better than all of them. So it takes place at like a fancy restaurant where like you would pay like thousands of dollars for your meal. And uh, you you eat the food. The, like eating the food is like more of like an art form, uh, more than like oh I would like to eat for my the the usual reason I eat, which is to not starve because I need food to eat and my when I eat it converts the food into energy and the energy helps me exist. You know. You know, uh, that's rough, buddy. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. That's how food works. So this restaurant, it's like the food's an art form, and it's like, oh, that's cool, you know. And uh, you know, and like, and I just assume like the menu. I'm like, okay, so it's like this chef with a secret menu, or something like this. It's a group of people at a fancy restaurant. That's what I assumed. I think I kind of watched. I, I was probably drunk or high when I watched one of the trailers, and uh, that's rough, buddy. And I probably didn't know what was going on. I didn't realize this was kind of a thriller slash a uh, black comedy. It's called black comedy, not because it's. Has nothing to do with black people. Like I said, I don't think I saw a single black person because I don't think black people are into this kind of shit. Uh, but yeah, Lord, Lord Voldemort, he was the main. He was the chef and shit like that. So like that. So it's like it was fun because like they have like a whole like scene where it's like. Okay, so it was, like, so many different, like, entrees, you know, and shit like that. Like, oh, so this entree, the one you would probably get bread from, it's going to be no bread. Because bread, and it was, like, the concept of, like, bread is a common people food. But then, like, you go to a restaurant and you just expect that shit. But this time, you got, like, the olive oil, I want to say it's, like, a sauce, but it's not, like, a sauce. It's, It's like that. Um... But, like, you would dip the bread in the olive oil, and olive oil is, like, a fat, so it would be, like, buttering bread. So, for for the trash like me who, who would like to know that, it's like buttering bread with olive oil, you know? Olive oil is another kind of, like, fat you'd fry shit in, but it's, like, a very healthy fat. And that's why a lot of foods come with olive oil, because it, like, tastes good, and it's not bad for you. Uh, so, it's like that, and, like, you know, the rich people are like, hey, man, we want some bread, and shit like that. And, like, they're going to try to start shit. Um... And, like, you know, shenanigans are ensuing. This place is kind of weird. Like, you're watching this movie, and, like, this place is kind of weird. Like, this is a weird, like, place. And uh, I would not... One, I already knew I wouldn't be comfortable going into, the, like, a restaurant like that. And then, two, the way the the night is going is not... It does not look like a specific good place for a rub meal. Because then uh, they get, like... It's like, all right, now you get chicken tacos or something like that. And it was, like, a chicken thigh... In tortillas and the tortillas, the meaning of the tortillas was like it had everyone's like dirty little secrets on them and like 
why they were invited to this dinner and shit like that. It's like these like uh, stock market bros or what I don't know what they're called, but they're like all the how they're committing fraud to everyone on the tortillas, you know. Uh, was it like one guy was like they printed a picture on the tortilla of like the guy cheating on him, like his wife who's also at the table. It's like all this dirty little secrets shit like that, and so everyone's like mad about that. Uh, and then this is the, you know, so it's like, it's a kind of kooky, kind of weird. It's like, huh, they're trying to make us realize something like they're figuring out the, you know, the fraud and the cheating, the lies. And this is like everyone in the restaurant. Uh, and then they get to like the, the head chef that isn't Voldemort, like this other guy. And, uh, they have him up there. It's like, you've inspired to be like me. And it's like, but you've still failed because you still suck or some shit like that. Like, that's how, this is how the movie goes. And you're like, okay. And, you know, in my mind going into this, I'm like, you know, I've seen so many fucking art pieces, like, you know, dance art pieces, art art pieces, music art pieces that, you know, don't really make sense from, like, a, you know, a standard level, but, like, you know, take a lot more depth and meaning to do this. So I initially thought when uh, Voldemort, our head chef, uh, Ray Fines, uh, which it's spelled like Ralph, but he's like, that's Ray. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Um, Ray Fines is like, you suck. You will never be as good as me. I am the king of everything. And he's like, okay. It's a cool little uh, art piece thing going on here, you know? I was like, oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> Ray's supposed to have some like thought provoking thing at the end of this or whatever. No, then that guy just shoots himself in the fucking head. Like, he's dead. Like, that guy died. And, like, they had him on, like, a white carpet carpet and everything like that. And he died. He died. Uh, that's, like, halfway through the movie. You're just thinking, like, oh, this restaurant's being kind of kooky. It's kind of cool. Thinking about this mystery. See what's going on. They're like, we're all dying tonight. And, it's like, everyone's going to fucking die in this movie. And uh, I think the la- that's the last of everything I will, like spoil for you because you're just like holy shit and then like the guy who's like cheating on his wife or whatever like tries to escape and they fucking cut a finger off of him like jesus christ like you're just like jesus like jesus jesus like even if you're religious you're like jesus christ how did you allow this movie to be made i don't know uh this is the type of guy you get <laughs> for fucking jesus i don't know it's a very interesting movie uh it's kind of cool to see how the how it ends it's like kind of interesting it's a very more like art form movie it's like it's like basically one of those movies they make for oscars but it's like actually kind of good like usually it's just those movies are like kind of edgy for no reason you know but like this movie was like a very thought-provoking very good idea very good story uh, you see the ending of it. It's a very interesting ending, um, meaning it's not like a good ending or a bad ending. It's an interesting ending. I put it, I think, you know, I honestly, I'm putting the menu up there with like maybe like Fight Club, American Psycho and stuff like that. Uh, the Tarantino movie, uh, not Goodfellas. Uh Maybe Goodfellas, uh, you know, The Big Lebowski. I just think it's just this kind of, one of those kind of movies that really will stick through the test of time. And uh, the menu, yeah, it was, it was fucking great. I will say it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? 
the vibes are on, then all of a sudden you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor Drizzly is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy to use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! All right, so it's time for that part of the episode, uh, the segment we like to call, Oh No, Our Table, or... Oh no! Our Table! Where, where I just answer a question for you, that's all it is. Why it's called Oh No, Our Table? Funny enough, so my friend who I play music with, he, uh, or we're, we play in a band together. Uh, he, his girlfriend, uh, we, we've been having some pretty, like, rough winds in Missouri, and so, like, I, my window keeps popping off and moving back and forth, so I had to, like, wake up to that today. Uh, my, my buddy's girlfriend, she had a greenhouse, which was blown away and destroyed by the wind. <laughs> And uh, the influence I have on my friend was uh, to say, Oh no, your greenhouse, it's broken! Kind of like, Oh no, our table! Which is a lot different from a child putting a lot of glass, uh, put a lot of bricks on a glass table. Uh, but uh, it's different. She didn't talk to him for like a couple days. I don't know if I told that story yet. But uh, that's rough, buddy. Anyways, though, let's get into questions y'all have, uh, questions that I should be answering and questions I should be looking into. Uh, should I trim slash shave my private area before sex? You know, like the penis slash penis pubes. Uh, not to sound weird, but they are kind of long. Should I do a light trim or just completely shave? I really don't want to do either, but also don't want it to gross a partner out. Do you think it would be gross if you out and is if gross you out and is trimming it required maybe it doesn't matter and i'm just overthinking it just don't know how 
to ask. Glad you asked me. I'm glad I'm the I'm glad that I'm the answer to your problems. Um should you try like if you know you're having sex, like you should be you should be shaving your pubes. I get I get into a bad habit of like, you know, I know I'm going out to a bar and I'm like I'm like, I'm just going to shave. I'm just going to shave down there, which um, hopefully I think they're becoming I'm, – I'm working on getting them to be a sponsor. The Philips Norelco, One Blade, the per- face and body. You got to make sure it says face and body. The perfect – the perfect razor uh, for m- at least what my beard is and for my pubes. I just use the same one for both of them. I just clean myself and then do it. That's how you don't make it weird. Like, you're using the same razor you use on your face, on your balls. I'm like, the thing is, I clean both a lot. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Uh, is it required? I don't know. So, yeah, the, the required part. Okay. Let's talk about this. Is it required? I'm like, I've been with women where I did more, uh, you know, hair removal than they have. And it's not like, it's something weird when it comes to, so on a guy, let's talk about a guy. Um, the, the most I've heard is, you know, shave the areas that you want a mouth to be on. That's, that's what I've heard, you know, because like we have our, you know, I, I think it's, I call it a FUPA. I call I, you know, like the the roadmap, you know, it's like we have this, men have this area, you know, above their dick, you know, where hair grows. And it's and it's like an area where it's like, this area can be long, and it's really doesn't make a difference, you know, or whatever. And, you know, some women, you know, everyone's different, but, I, but I'm kind of in the mindset, like, most women have told me that, like, they like a little bit, you know, on your top area, uh, because it makes them feel like they're not sucking a child's dick, which I understand. I can, I can kind of get that. Uh, I know people, little people, you know, the little people, not like any of the derogatory terms I could call them. Uh, we're calling them little people, not any fantasy word, calling them little people. Uh, I've heard that when they date, like the women, the little people, women need to have pubes or else it's, 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 it's a pretty fucking awful time. Uh, if you're a good person, uh, you should know what I'm saying. Um, but no, I go by the rule, you know, and then porn is very bad because, you know, we're talking about porn is not realistic. Porn is great. Porn is fun, but porn is not the real world. Um, in like porn, it's like just everyone's just shaved down. Sometimes there's a bush, but like, it's like very well-groomed. I live by the rule, like, with the normies, the normal people who don't do sex work. I, I live by the rule where it's like, hey, shave down the areas that uh, you want a mouth to be on. And then, because, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've eaten, I've eaten some, I've, I've been a, a wilderness explorer in my day. And uh, it's it's just less enjoyable. You know, it's like someone, like, cleaned up down there for you just to have the time of your life. It's, it's just a fucking dream come true. So, uh, areas a mouth should be on, that's my rule to shave and trim and stuff like that. Uh, most women just, like, just want to, like, trim that area. Like, if they, you know, if they're, and, you know, let's be honest with you. I'm, you know, I'm almost 30. I'm almost in my 30s. I'm, like, a young millennial and shit like that. You know, if it's, like, like rough mark, you know, even like when I like touch a woman's leg and it's like, oh, there's bumps from like 
where you shave your legs, but like you clearly shaved your leg and I just feel the bump right now, that's not a big deal. That shouldn't be a big deal. And so for men, it's just like when it starts looking hairy and manly, it's gross. And uh, for men, it's like shave what you want a mount to be on and then leave it there. If it's like trimmed and like they feel the stubble of it, you know, when you're an adult, when you're a grown person, you do not give a shit about that shit. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. That I mean, like he should just give it up. Just like a real adult shaves the area they want a mouth on, and like you're going, like you're going to a bar. Like you're you're gonna you got to trim up that Phillips Norelco one blade. I got my brother that. I asked him. He said uh, he gave me every answer, but uh, I haven't used it on my pubes, and his boyfriend would probably like him to use it on his pubes. So my brother's a fucking disgusting guy. That's probably not shit I should be saying on a podcast, but uh, regardless, this isn't a highlight. This is for the full episode listeners, so my brother's a degenerate, so I bought him a pube razor, and uh, he didn't use it on his pubes. That's that's an answer. That is an answer uh, for the question. Uh, Alright, anyways, though. My classmate wants to cuddle with me, but turns down sex. Okay. Girl I met at a party said sex was off the table when we were when we went to her place and then shamed me when I left her after we chatted for a while and I respected that boundary. Okay. Uh, I feel like I am at a bit at a loss. I need a, can I okay focus on reading, buddy. Uh, the one who wants to cuddle says no. The time I have tried to escalate. The girl I met and flirted with really obviously said that it was off the table and then sneered at me and said stuff like, I want a man who knows what he wants. Reminds me of a Louis C.K. bit, okay, uh, where he met a woman who did the same, stopped him, and then he escalated things. And the next time he met her, she said she was really disappointed and wanted to just be taken. Uh, Louis' punchline was a frustrating question of, so you just want me to rape you? and hopefully you're just into that shit. Uh, no, I don't know if I'm routinely disappointed by my classmate by respecting her boundaries. Any light shed on this would be great. Thank you. All right. So as a, gr- uh, as a more grown man than you, I want to uh, give my advice to you. Uh, sounds like you don't understand what the hell foreplay is because this is like all foreplay and, you know... <laughs> It's funny. Okay, so I'm going to compare it to this talk where where a woman's like, my mom never taught me how to cook. I'm like, your mom never taught you how to suck dick either, but you're pretty good at that. It's one of those things. Uh, fellas, we got to get better at foreplay. I'm the foreplay king, uh, and it's like, I want to teach you, but like, I don't want to give away my secrets. Uh, for the sake of my kingdom, making sure that my kingdom is not destroyed. That is a big and major factor into everything that we do. Uh, but uh, in this situation, you're like, she wants to cuddle, but she doesn't want to have sex. I'm like, my brother in Christ, I'm telling you right now, the thing is, cuddling is foreplay, core foreplay. Also, let's just establish, fellas, if you don't understand foreplay at all, I'm just going to give you this. For you, what foreplay would be was like getting your dick sex. Like, that's foreplay. Uh, but women need other things to satisfy them because you're like, you know, if you're not really into sex or whatever, and then the woman just whips your dick out and just starts sucking it, you know, 
Like, you're probably going to be into sex in a, in a little bit. Like, it's not going to take that long. Even if it's, like, that sad, floppy state it's in, you know? Like, eventually, it's going to get to the point where you're going to want to fuck. Uh, women need that, too. And it's a totally different way, uh, from what I can tell you, is that you need to understand foreplay. And uh, first thing I'm going to do, when you cuddle with her, scratch her head, you know, like, rub her hair and some shit like that. That's going to be the best first step for you because... And I hate saying this because this is a weird thing to say, and and I I ha- I generally do hate this. And I've told this to a lot of my guy friends who like are not gross, you know, the guys who are or at least pretend to not be gross, you know. Um, that it's like there's two types of nose. This is such a bad fucking thing to say. There's two different types of nose. There's no, I don't want to have sex with you. All right, that's a good boundary. If she's like that, you know, it's like, fellas, like, we understand that, and we understand that. And then there's no, I don't want to have sex with you, and then we have the silent words, dot, 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 right now. And, you know, I you know, I want to respect a woman to be like, you know, I'm not turned on, but, like, I'm kind of am, so I want you to, like, work for it. And, like, you know, women don't, there's no way, like, for a woman to say that. Like, there's no good way for a woman to say that. But... There's also the idea of, like, no, dot, 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 right now. And it's like, guys, you know how the right action. So, uh, fellas, we need to be educated in that. That's called foreplay. What? And uh, when a woman, when you get the vibe, a woman's like, I don't want to be with you, dot, 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 right now. But then maybe she'll be like, well, maybe we can cuddle. I'm like, cuddle is where you got to get your foreplay game on, fellas. Uh, secrets from the king, secrets from the kingdom that you will never get anywhere else. This isn't even going to be a highlight, so uh, for those listening to it, this is a uh, listener-only exclusive for people who don't get to see my face with the beautiful brick wall behind me. Uh, and the fact that it's Black History Month. Ooh, bitch, get out of my fucking way! It's Black History Month! <laughs> okay. Um... Is it bad that I would do almost anything, parentheses, within reason, all right, parentheses over, to get a boyfriend? I am so, so desperate for a boyfriend that I'd do almost anything reasonably, also in quotation, also in parentheses, to get one. I am 21 years old woman, and my birthday is next month, uh, so you're probably going to be 22, and I'm losing hope because I've never had a boyfriend. I mean, I love the fact that I can answer these questions and not see the questionnaire or questioner. Questionnaire. I like the word questionnaire, but I don't know about the questioner. But the questioner, I think, is probably the right term. Uh, the fact that I don't get to see the questioner. Um, and uh, the fact that I don't see the questioner makes me... Part of me, like, yeah, when, I, when I'm like, I don't know what you look like. And that's a good option because... Uh, you could be completely disgusting to the male, the male gender. Um, and the fact that I don't knows that, uh, that's okay. Because the, the thing about men is that we will fuck anything. And, uh, that's rough, buddy. but it's true. Uh, so you'll do almost anything within reason to get a boyfriend. Okay. First of all, um, I love, I love, I'm just saying, I'm going to say this the last time. I love not knowing who the hell asked this question because I can just answer it truthfully. Um, 
if you if you think you're kind of ugly or kind of fat, um, well, I can't fix the ugly. Actually, I mean, but fixing the ugly, like you can, ladies. This is this sounds kind of mean, but like if you're kind of fat, lose weight. And like, I'm gonna tell you, if you lose weight, you just lose a ton of weight, and don't get a fucking eating disorder. I'm telling you, don't get an eating disorder. Just lose weight the healthy way. I'm just telling you, if you do that, you're gonna you're gonna attract a lot more men because it's. I guess the the sim the situation is like. Women, even if the guy's ugly, if he's tall, it's a good thing for women. And for men, if she's ugly, but she's skinny, it's good for men. I have a friend. I actually don't know if he considers me a friend, but I would love to do something for him. Anyways, though. Anyways, I dated a girl he dated. Whatever, that's a problem. But he dated a girl uh, with a very bad face. Like, she was skinny and a very bad face. And at the same time, even, like, I saw her in person. I'm like, it's not as bad in person as in photos. Uh, I was talking about, like, yeah, at the same time, like, you know, uh, a bad face is more acceptable than a fat fat girl. So I will say lose weight, you know, and I'm, I'm a short guy. And it's like uh, tall guys are more attractive. I'm like, I can't change my height, but uh, you can change your weight. And that sounds kind of bad, but yeah. Uh, anything to get a, you would do almost anything to get a boyfriend. If you're fat, I'm just going to tell you, just lose some weight. Like, I just not, if you're like, I'm ugly, I'm like, lose some weight. Ladies, I'm telling you, like, men just want, like, a girl who's not super fat. Like, it sounds bad, but I feel like I'm not wrong. Uh, I'm very much correct when I say that. Like, if you think, ladies, if you think you're ugly and you're kind of fat, lose some weight. But do not get an eating disorder. I'm, t- I'm telling you that. Uh, also, uh, you'll do anything to get a boyfriend. You're not going to have a problem. You just become a slut. Like, you'll get a boyfriend pretty easily. Like, you'll just be like, there's this one guy who's like, I just can't resist. I can't move on without you. And he'll he'll get you. This is the type of guy you get. I'm just saying. Uh, anyways, though, like, but ladies, first of all, ladies, I just want to end this with, like, you're a fetish to someone. So just embrace that fact that you're a fetish to someone and move on. What would you do if you found a skid mark in your partner's underwear? What would you say anything to them? Man, you know, if... <laughs> It's so much different being like a man to a woman. Like I found skid marks in your underwear. Um, first of all, you know that's that's gross, and, and you know just figure out why you get skid marks in your underwear, and also understand why underwear needs to be thrown out. You know, and uh, I wear underwear that does not show skid marks. I also use a bidet because I'm better than every single one of you. If you're wanting to ask me, am I better a person than any of you? Uh, the answer is yes, I am. I'm better than all of you in every single way possible. Uh, but you found skid marks on your partner's underwear. This is probably a woman asking about a man, but uh, I'm going to answer that. If I found skid marks on my partner's underwear, my first question would be, why the fuck am I looking at my partner's laundry? I'm like, I don't know. So I think maybe fourth or fifth grade, my mom showed me how to do my own laundry and I started doing my own laundry. And for me, it was like, I like doing my own shit, but like for my mom, it's like, I don't have to do my son's laundry anymore. And it's like, 
yeah, it's pretty good. So you don't have to fucking see my skid marks and shit like that. I I believe like it was funny when I went to college. I was it was like I started college at nineteen. It's weird being eighteen year old, eighteen years old in high school. We were like, we needed this song by your mom. Like, I'm a legal adult. Um, I don't think that you know uh, back me. I'm like, okay, we need this. Or I don't know what to do. But anyways, though, but, like, my mom taught me, like, maybe 50. I was living in Kansas, so I, honestly, maybe I was 12 or whatever when I learned laundry. Shit. But it's, like, I don't know. Like, for real, though, laundry is not that fucking hard. You just fucking, it's cold. You just use cold water unless you have something very specific. You know, you have other problems in your life. You have other problems, like, I've been doing laundry. Yeah, I've been living in Kansas. I moved to Kansas when I was... I moved to Missouri. I was 13. Yeah, I was 13 when I moved to, like, right before I turned to 13. So I learned it, like, maybe 11 when I was 11 years old to do laundry. And I'm like, I'm glad. My mom was like, yeah, do it. Because I saw guys in college like, I've never done laundry before. I'm like, bro. I'm like, I don't care if I get rich or whatever and have a wife and kids. And, like, that kid needs to learn how to... We all need to do how, learn how to do our own laundry. I'm like, laundry's not that fucking hard. The worst part of laundry is putting it away. Like, and that's the problem. It's like, it's putting it away. Like, doing laundry is not bad until you have to put it away. And it's like, if you put it away immediately, that's what I try to do because I really hate a wrinkled shirt. Uh, it's a big problem. Uh, but you found skid marks. If I had to do my own part, honestly, the part, me doing my partner's laundry is a fucking nightmare to me. Like, I just, you know, like, it's it's okay to do your kids, but, like, at some age, like, tell your kids, I'm like, do your own fucking laundry, you know? Like, your kids should be doing their own fucking laundry. Laundry is not fucking rocket science. Like, you know, we're like, we have a wife who takes care of the house, and I work the job that makes the money. I'm like, we're not in that society anymore. Like, a child, like, if a child's 11 years old, they can do their own fucking laundry. We're like, just put it on cold. It hot will shrink. Just just tell them like, hot will shrink the clothes. So just put it on cold. Do that. I've always done my laundry like that. I am almost thirty, and I've never had a problem. And you know what? I'm ending my twenties saying that shit. You know, and uh, go fuck yourself. This is the type of guy you get. Do guys only become friends with females because they might want to date or bang them one day? All right. All right, fellas. Uh, everyone listening to the show, the, the fellas listening to the show, has to be the fellas. If you're, and I'm telling you, if you're trans, like, you can join this. Anyone who identifies as a fella, boys, anyone who identifies that way, let's talk about this. Let's, talk, let's have a serious conversation for a second. Do guys only become friends with females? I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase. Do guys only become friends with women? Because they might want to date or bang them one day. Oh, that the question right there, super solid. I have friends who are women, and uh, and I do, I do, I do want to say though, a lot of those friends who are women are married. Some may have not been married, and uh, I'm too uh, too much of the a word. You may know the A word, not asshole. It's not asshole. It's, it's autistic. Uh, to figure out how to get them. So I had a couple friends who were like got divorces and like now they're with partners. I'm like, 
Man, they were so fucking hot. I could have got with them. Anyways, uh, that's not the part of the problem. It's me as a guy who has friends who are women who are not, like, married to another guy I'm friends with because, like, I know women who are, like, with a guy. I'm like, I'll be your friend, but, like, we're not fucking, you know. You know, we're shit like that. Fucking Curtis and his wife. My friend Curtis. I shouldn't have said his name, but he's a... I will not say anything that will get into him, but he's in the Air Force, and he... He's the kind of guy who will, like, tell me if he's... If he gets sent somewhere, he'll tell me, but he's like, don't tell anyone. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to... I don't know what me telling this is going to do, but I also won't tell it because I'm fucking an American. Proud to be an American. Except for everything we fucking do, ever, for any reason. Um, but yeah, no. Um, okay, let's think about my friends who are women. I have one friend, friend I would consider a woman... Who, like, first of all, is not a woman I would ever want to have friends with. But, like, I still like her as a person. She has a kid. And she's anti-vax. And I'm, like, I'm, like trying to figure out that shit. Uh, but I like the kid. I like her. And I, like, worry about him. And you're like, we got to meet up sometime. I'm like, COVID's been a thing for recently. And I know she's not getting vaccinated. I'm like, oh, boy, I do want to see your kid in you. But I'm like, I got to be safe for a minute. Uh, are we at a point where, like, COVID is just, like, you might get it. I've not gotten COVID yet. Knocking on a, knocking on wood. But, uh, shit like that. Uh, she's, like, the kind of person I'd literally have to be, I'd literally have to be intoxicated or, like, not in my right mind to fuck with, you know, and have, have sex with, you know, and I like her as a friend, you know. Thinking about that. But I think about a lot of other friends, like, I think about her, and there's probably a lot of other hers, you know, out there, my friend, who I'm talking about. But there's a lot of other friends who are women. I'm like, you know, I'm never going to, like, initiate sex. But, like, if the opportunity arises, oh, yeah. So, um, I guess the answer I want to say is for anyone out there who is wondering about this. Like, do you guys only become friends with females or women because they might want to date them or bang them one day? Uh, there's a good yes. There's a hundred percent yes. Uh, a good man will understand that it's like, hey, you know, there's a good friendship going on here, and uh, I don't think there's any good dating chance in this situation either. So we're gonna call it like it quits, you know. But at the same time, like, yeah, I'd fuck her, you know. I have a lot of friends like that, you know. But uh, I hope that made sense. I don't think I answered that question good, but. The world's going to have to live with it. My wife stinks. How do I encourage her to shower more without hurting her feelings? She has serious body odor issues and doesn't seem to notice. However, I often have to hold my breath when I'm near. She showers once a day and wears deodorant, but her smell seems to overpower it all. I'm at a loss because it's turning me off in a big way and I really don't want to upset her. I know if I mention anything, I'll be in the doghouse for months. Please help. Be kind. Okay. I'm going to try to think of your situation. It's like, you know, I th I do this show. I do I do Kansas Shrewsy. And I answer these questions. And I'm like, I honestly, 
Sometimes I'm just like an asshole to the person asking the questions, but sometimes I want to answer your questions. Um, my wife sings how I encourage her to shower. And I, I hate this idea because my first thought is like, is she Indian? And also Indian from the country India. Honestly, I hate, I, you know, I'm, I've been, I lived in Kansas for like 13 years, Missouri for 10, Tennessee for another bunch and now, you know, how that's my life. And so I, I hate the term. I hate, I like Native Americans, but I hate the term when you call Indian, you say, you say Indians, but it's Native Americans. Like, I hate that shit. Not because, like, it's a racist thing, but because Native Americans were here before everyone discovered this place. Indians are from the country India, so I hate that shit. I just, like, it just makes no sense. We're like, look at those Indians. I'm like, oh, are they from the country India? No. They're American Indians. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just get the proper term right and just fucking let's go from there. Uh, your wife smells, and I was like, my first thought is she's probably Indian. So that is not cool. That No one's going to be taking that cool on the internet. Um, but anyways, uh, I have to figure out the answer. Uh, the answer is, what does she want from you? Uh, so you have to figure out what does she want from you. And my answer will be, uh, you need to take better care of your hygiene, take better care of your health, take better care of everything else. So anything in regards to this, like smelling situation, you respond with like, Oh, anything you need me to do for you, you need to fix this because this is fucking bad. And I know Indian people can smell bad sometimes. So that's how we're going to answer that question. So let's take a moment of silence so I can easily, figure out how to edit the next section of this podcast. All right. Anyways, though, let's go on to our last question. Break. What's a good place to meet women that isn't a bar? All right. So my initial answers would be to be a grocery store or a retail store, you know, like Target, you know, like Target, like don't get groceries at Target. Uh, why would you ask me that? I worked at Target. I worked at Target for three months and uh, I I would get food from there because it was like, it, it was the situation that was like, the situation was like, you know how like you pack lunch or whatever and it's like, Oh, this is literally what I would just buy from the job I work at. And that's the problem with working at Target or like a grocery store or Walmart and shit like that. It's like, I would literally just buy what I got here. So I was going to buy what I got here. So it's a fucking thing. So um, anyways, though, um, I said uh, a good place to meet women that isn't a bar. I would say grocery stores, retail stores like Target. I would say are not the place, though. Some people are like, Target's a nice place. You can really try and uh, find a special someone there. I would I would just not go to those because people go there because they need food and stuff like that. And I already think about, like, grocery stores and retail stores 
or especially when I like I literally need something and have to go to some of these stores as like a slavery type thing, you know, and I feel bad about myself. I wouldn't say to go there to meet uh, the honeys, women, the honeys, the ladies. Uh, these are not the stores to go to because uh, and especially if you're like I play Magic Gathering, I'm going to go to a gaming store and I'm going to find a woman who once learned Magic Gathering. Um, I'm going to let you know they took my advice. Those were my women that I sent your way. And so be careful. Um, the next answer I would probably say maybe like concerts. Uh, but I will have to I will have to put a quotation mark in besides besides this. I would say meet women at concerts. Uh, make sure that they like music that women like. Do not be trying to find bitches at a Weezer show. Jesus Christ, my motherfucker. Don't do that. I will never forget. I will never forget the woman who looked exactly like Brie Larson at the Kevin Garrett show. Because I fucking love Kevin Garrett. I will never forget her. She looked just like Brie Larson. It was like the woman in my dreams. And uh, m- in my mind, deciding not to be a creep was like, I'm just not going to talk to her. And I'm like, if I were to talk to her, I would probably find the love of my life. And uh, that's the hope I give in things. So concerts are cool, but you actually have to talk to women. Um, a third option would be going to church. Now, uh, if you're desperate. There are a lot of single women at churches. Uh, my mother, Shweezy's mother, was like, do you want to go to a singles group at X place? X place meaning a singles group that was church-related. And I said, no, I'm not desperate. And I still believe that passion. I am not that desperate. But if you're like kind of... if This is for the fellas. Guys, if you're desperate, you gotta go to church. You gotta find a woman. But you also, like, can't be, like, super Christian because the, the super Christian guys are a turnoff to women. I'm telling you that. The super Christian guys are turnoff to women. You got to be like, I'll do what you want me to do uh, and not. But then you got to get married to a woman and shit like that. Sometimes they're like, we can't have sex till we're married. Sometimes we'll let you have sex till, before marriage. Like, it's not in the Bible. Like, the Bible is like, don't take another man's wife. That's the Bible. And we're like, don't have sex for marriage. And like, we, we totally fucked that this up. This is the type of guy you get. Um, I guess my last option would be a woman's prison. Because those women are looking for trouble, for looking for love. And uh, uh, men's prisons were like, I'm just going to become gay. Like, that's what the, the men's prison are going to be like. We're going to be gay. And uh, that's rough, buddy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, women's prison, you'll find a woman, but, like, you also got to be the guy who's, like, I don't want to be married, but I would like to be dating someone. <laughs> that's, like, what a fucking women's prison is. Uh, and that's how women's prisons work. Anyways, I think that's how I'm going to end this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cancer Shweezy. Uh, I do have to, like, talk about my appreciation. Uh, like, this is the, you know, this isn't a highlight, this isn't anything, but, like, I appreciate everyone who listens to this show and shit like that, you know? Uh, this is, like, audio people only. I, you know, I'm looking at the stats, you know, like, 
people who go on YouTube, they want to see the highlights, but people who listen to it, listen to this section, you know. Uh, but thank you so much, you know. And it, this is for the audio-only listeners, because you're going to be the ones who hear this. Uh, and if you're a video watcher on YouTube, you got to leave a comment, let me know. So, uh, thank you everyone for finishing this episode of the Lord's Trademark Fire Podcast. Uh, check me out over on social media at the Shweezy, my music under just Shweezy, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Uh, if you have an Amazon Prime account, uh, make sure you connect that, subscribe. Uh, you know what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, Patreon page, a great way to leave a donation and, uh, this is the type of guy you get. See what type of guy you get. But don't, let's not forget the free shit. Uh, if you're on the audio only platforms, make sure you go check out our. Uh, YouTube page because we're trying to make it big over on YouTube. Make sure you leave us a comment on the YouTube uh, moments and <laughs> moments. I can't remember the the highlights and shit like that, but uh, shit like that. Make sure you are helping us out there. Make sure you on the audio only platforms give us a like, uh, share with your friends uh, where you find the reviews at on the site. Give us a five, four, three, two, or one star review and leave us a comment as well. That is, a, leave us a review. I'd actually generally love to hear what you say, even if you're just like, I'm here to support the show. Don't be stingy. And if you just say, don't be stingy, like you could just write, don't be stingy. And I will automatically love you. So, uh, rough, buddy. and Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And, uh, don't be stingy with everything. So, um, for the rider dies. Uh, First of all, rider die, bitch. For the rider dies of the show, honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe. Whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs. And uh, yeah, stay awesome.